we're talking about amen amen we're we're all back on track uh so we were talking about um the purpose of thanksgiving right so let's just get into this as i don't want to spend too much time on anything else um what does thanksgiving let's look at the word itself right thanks and giving if we split up the two words it's uh giving thanks basically right it's offering uh uh expression of gratitude and so now normally when we use the word thanksgiving uh we're using it to express gratitude to a deity and in our case it's god it's yahweh right um and when we think of thanksgiving we're i think our modern americans we automatically think uh, turkey we think turkey we think ham right we think mashed potatoes, family, gathering together, family time, dinner time, overeating. This is where our minds go when we think of Thanksgiving. But I want us to look at it a, a little bit more than just that. Um, and when we think of Thanksgiving, to go beyond just that particular day. I want us to think about Thanksgiving as a form of worship to God. Amen. So that's why I want our brains to go as we go into today's um, Bible study. So we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians, the scripture that I'm using this evening. is going to be 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 18. So if we look at a little bit on the history of this holiday that we celebrate every single year, um, we look at, we, 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 that's what we're taught in school, right? We taught that uh, the pilgrims came and they came to, uh, they invited the, the Indians to come and eat with them and they celebrated together and they ate together. And so now we now the one thing I want to highlight about that story, and I think that will help us as we continue um, our study on the purpose of Thanksgiving from Scripture, is that when the two different people, totally different people, totally different cultures, totally different perspectives, totally different everything, came together to be thankful and eat together. It is said that these two cultures, these two different groups of people had peace and lived together with one another for many, many years. And I think that should speak volumes to us, amen, as we get into this. So let's read, let's read our scripture this, this uh, evening. So first of 5, 16, 17, 18. I want to include the first part of these verses because we've been talking so much about joy and we've been really going into prayer lately. And I, I think it's very apt um, that we're even talking about Thanksgiving now. I don't think it's just, it's not because of the holiday, but I think it's, it's God ordained and it's extremely fitting. Okay. The scripture reads, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks. So let's unpack this a little bit. Um, rejoice always, we've talked about that, right? Rejoicing always. We, we did the whole book of Philippians, and we talked about joy. We talked about uh, what it means to be content, to be satisfied in God. Amen. And uh, we discussed uh, all, all that, what that entails, even going through hard times um, and what it means to be joyful and to be able to rejoice. Pray without ceasing. That even sounds like it's really, really difficult to do, but we're going to get to the um, next point. So we understand a little bit more what that pray without ceasing is, but I'm going to tell you that pray without, you know, prayer is not something that uh, is, we, we need to always have like, but be by ourselves. We always have to have a certain posture. We have to have our book and our notebook. Prayer is just simply conversation with God. And I think that we can do that all the time, no matter where you are, you can always just have, you know, a simple God just help me with this or in the middle of your day, you're just not liking how things are going. You could just tell God what's happening and he hears and he answers, you know, tell him what's going on, et cetera, and so forth. So pray without ceasing is not really that difficult. And then now we're going to get into that next part, right? So in Sorry, drop there. So um, it says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So what do we think um, that means or how would we interpret? So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of throw this out to you guys. When we read that part of the scripture that says, this is the will of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus for you. Uh, how do you guys see those, see those words? So remember, my first point is God empowers us. Oh, sorry. I said, um, I said, looking at that part, part of the scripture that says, this is the will of God. How would, what would our understanding be? Or what would your understanding be of that part of scripture? 
when I hear the this is the will of God, it the first thing that comes to my mind is this is what God would want. This is what the vision that he has for you. Um, mm -hmm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Amen. Thank you, Shaquana. Thank you. Yeah, that exactly. We think that this is what God wants for you. And this is what God uh, would want you to do. Now, that is not necessarily wrong, but I want to throw out something to us this evening that when we when we read that piece of scripture, we shouldn't take it as like God is imposing on us. It is not an imposition. So we have to remember that God is a loving God, that he wants the best for each and every single person, that he wants everybody to flourish. He wants everybody to be blessed, right? So in order to understand that scripture a little bit better, because we know who he is, he's long suffering and so forth. I believe that this part of scripture, that part that says this is the will of God in Christ Jesus is more a line of empowerment. He wants us to know that we are more than capable to do what he has, what has been placed there for us to do. Does that make sense? So it is, it is in our best, in our best interest to do what he asks us to do. So if uh, he's asking us, if it not just say he's asking us, if it says rejoice always, then that means that we're capable of rejoicing always. If it says um, pray without ceasing, he's saying you are capable of praying without ceasing. You are capable of uh, giving thanks in everything because it is his will. Is that making sense? It's not an imposition. It's not like um, a requirement necessarily. But because God wants the best for us and it's his will to do so, then the empowerment is there for us to do it. Amen. Is that point clear? Oh, are we good on that? Does anybody have questions? This is Bible studies. So it's, I, I really want to hear everybody and I want us to get involved in the thinking process, please. When you say that it's not, that he's not, it's not a requirement that he's not forcing you to, mm -hmm. um, that's how I take it. He's not forcing you to, but he's giving you the tools needed. You have the ability to do what you have to do. Amen. 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 Thank you, Shaquana. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Definitely. And so this, this part is going to be really important as we um, go into a lot of things and even how we take Christianity and how we, um, see God, because sometimes we can get into as Christians, uh, it's about do this, don't do that. You need to do this. Don't do that. Uh, you know, we can get into a lot of these very tasks, you know, especially people who are task oriented. 
um, I'm, I'm bad if I do this, I'm, I'm good if I do, you know, this kind of thinking. And um, it's not what God is asking of us, amen. And we have to see thanksgiving more as a form of worship. It is worship to God. And we're worshiping God with our thanksgiving. But we have to be able to understand uh, how to give thanks or the reason for giving thanks. And, and so we're going to get more into that right now. So let's get into that part where it says, give thanks in everything. Oh, wait. So before we go there, I want to read John 4, 23 to 24. And it says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father and spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And so my point with that scripture and bringing that out is, would God want a worshiper that feels obligated to give thanks? Or would God want a worshiper that feels free to give thanks and gives thanks because he is God and loves God? Because then if we're doing the latter, right, then we are truly worshiping in spirit and in truth. And so I wanted to bring that point out um, because we want to be free in our worship and in our thanksgiving to God. He doesn't want um, obligation or duty in that. Amen. And this is going to be very different than other gods that you hear about out there that uh they talk more about duty and requirement. Okay, let's keep going here. Um, so my next point and the next part that we're going to be looking at this evening is that portion that says, give thanks in everything. Give thanks in everything. And I really want to focus in on a particular word that is in that phrase. And that is the word in. Now, when I've read this before and I thought to myself, so how do I give thanks when things are bad? How do I, how am I thankful when things just don't seem right? I'm in a bad circumstance, um, you know, need money and I don't know where it's going to come from. Um, um, Something, you know, is not going right in my friendship or my relationship with family-wise. Something isn't good and I'm, I don't feel happy. How am I supposed to give thanks for that situation, right? When I'm suffering, when, when you know, I'm in despair. And so when we look at the scripture, I don't think that God is asking it that way in particular. And I, and I want us to look at, um, again, once again, remember that God is not obligating us, right? So it's not a part of an obligation, but it's rather a love relationship, right? And so um, there's two mistakes in the way that I'm thinking. And I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but um, it's, it's happened to me before. So the two mistakes in my thinking is, I feel obligated, that's number one, because I'm asking myself, why am I not able to give thanks? 
And number two, my second mistake is um, thinking that I have to be thankful for the situation. When in fact, when we look at the scripture, it says to give thanks in everything. So let's look at the Apostle Paul's example in Acts chapter 16. Acts 16, and I'm I'm going to kind of try to cut this short because of time. But um, Acts 16, and it's the story of Paul and Silas. Um, I wanted to be able to read it. Maybe I'll read a little bit of it. So let me see. Let's read 16 and 17, okay? So this is the story. So um, Paul is out ministering. And, and um, so it says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her, brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of, came out that very hour. Now, what happens next is that the master got mad because she made them a lot of money from being demon possessed. Okay. And so now the owner now is out money. He trumps up charges on Paul and Silas, tells the town and everything that this man has done, with, I guess, broken the law. He told them that he's practicing things that are against the governor and blah, blah, blah. And so now they're thrown in prison. When they're thrown in prison, if you continue reading the story, they still have an attitude of gratitude. We're going to read verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Amen. It's not that Paul and Silas were happy or joyful or thankful that they got thrown in prison. It's that they were thankful to God, even though they were in prison. So when we're in a situation that is not favorable, it's not that we necessarily are to give thanks for the bad situation or something bad happening to us, but to give thanks to God irregardless. It says in the situation. Give thanks to God in the situation, not for the situation. And when we give thanks to God in the situation, things change. Amen. Things 
will be transformed. If we continue to read this story, not only were they loosed, but the guard that was keeping them, uh, you know, trying to, you know, they have guards in prisons, was about to kill himself. He didn't kill himself. Um, and um, he said they weren't going to run away. They went to his house. Paul and Silas preached the word of God to the security guard and to his family. And the whole family was saved. And they ended up free from prison. You see, simply because they had that thanksgiving, they had that thankfulness to God. They continue to just give thanks. So I, I want us to write down a few things when it comes to um, giving in everything, give thanks. What we are saying, and these are the things, what we are saying when we are in unfavorable circumstance and we still choose to thank God for who he is or what he has done or in the past we can bring back blessings is this. This is what we are saying. We say, God, I trust you. That's one. The other thing we are saying is, God, you are sovereign. God, I give you control. You're handing control over to God. You are letting God know. It's the other thing you are saying, number four, God, you are in charge of this situation. You're, you're saying that. When, when we give thanksgiving, you are saying, God, you are in charge of this situation. And so I'm giving you thanks. The next thing that you are saying is, I have faith in you. I have faith in you. And in so doing, we're not saying that it is, what, what, what we're doing is when we do that, and I love how um, this particular theologian says it, he says it that it is not chance or blind fate. When we give thanks to God in situations, we're saying that it's not chance that has us in this and it's not blind fate. We're saying that God is in control because our lives are in his hands. Amen. And this turns into a totally different, it'll, it changes our minds. It changes a lot of different things in, in our world when we begin to do that. Amen. Are we, are we good? Are we ready for the next point here? Does anybody want to add anything to this? Okay, good. Not good, but it's okay. We can keep going. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring out here is that in, when we give thanks, when we're worshiping God, right? As we're doing these things, because he's empowered us. Okay, I'll go. Okay, let me do it again. So I've been asked to do the points again. One is... God, I trust you. 
The second one is God is sovereign. Meaning that, you know, he's the beginning and the end. And he knows the end from the beginning. The next one is God is in control. The fourth one is you give God charge of the situation and circumstance. So you're basically removing yourself and giving it to God and saying, God, you're in charge of this situation. And number five is you're saying, I have faith in God. I have faith in God. That's the fifth one. And so when we do this, we're not giving it up to chance and fate, right? We're not just giving up, oh, it just happened. It's just chance. That's just how it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, God is with you. And you're reaffirming that when you are giving God thanks. Amen. Okay. So our next point for this evening is God is everything. So that's my next point. God is everything. Now, why is that the next point? Because when we start to do this, right? When once we start giving God thanks for every in, in every situation, and we start uh, having that attitude of gratitude, we begin to realize that God is everything. <clears throat> Which means that um, we can then also give him thanks for all our provisions. We begin to see that everything that we have is because of God and belong to God. John chapter one, verses two to three say, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Every single thing on this planet could not have been made without God. Not the chair that you're sitting on, not the table you eat from, the clothes that you wear. Because clothes are made from cotton, and cotton comes from the earth, and cotton was placed here by God. Every single thing on this planet that we use is because of God. And when we begin to realize, so all of this starts to begin, as you can see, it starts to change the way we see things. The reason that we're able to work is because God has given us the ability to do so. Of course, and which in turn means we can give God thanks for our food, our clothes, our shelter, our family, our friends. Amen. And so now what I want us to start doing, you can jot it down because um, I, I want to have a few minutes later. What things are you most thankful for or what things have you taken for granted that you should be thankful for? And I want you guys to write those down um, because I want us just to give thanks to God later in the end for them, because I think it's imp so important. It's so crucial 
to give God the proper thanks for them. Amen. Um, so in discussing who God is um, and who God is, and we're talking about prayer, we've been talking about rejoicing, and we've been talking about thanksgiving, right? There's a piece of scripture that came into my mind as I was going through all of this and, you know, and I, and I was giving God thanks for everything as well. Um, in those moments is Philippians 4, 6. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And as I started to think about, and I, I hope this is what it's doing to you too, that as you think about giving God thanks in every situation, and you start giving God thanks for where you are, even this evening, you know, things may not be perfect. Maybe they're not where you would like them to be, but you know what? There's a lot to be thankful for. It may not be perfect, but I believe it's where God wants us to be. Amen. And he still has a purpose. He is still working. And when we begin to give thanks for that situation, and for how things are, is when turnaround, I believe, begins to happen. Amen. And so as, as we're thinking about, and I'm thinking about this verse, I say, ah, that's why it says, be anxious for nothing. Because when we are thankful, and we're praying, and we have the rejoicing in our hearts, and we lay everything down, what more is there, right? We, we feel free. There's a freedom to thanksgiving, amen? Because you're able to just let go and let God. And so I wanted to bring that out because that's, that's just where my mind went as I was uh, processing. And I said, wow, this is awesome. And Spurgeon, I like the way Spurgeon says it, and I, I'm quoting this. It says, when joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. So when we have joy and we have prayer, their firstborn child is gratitude. God has made everything and has our best at heart and has provided what we need. But sometimes our issue is that we lack gratitude in the moment. Amen. And so sometimes, and I realized for myself, um, I, I, is that if I were to just be, stop for a second, stop for a few minutes and just be thankful. Forget the situation and just be thankful. I would be able to deal with circumstance a lot better. Amen. And so I wanted to bring that out because sometimes, especially as the year goes towards the end, we can get a little, things can get a little fuzzy. 
Um, and it's important that we just give thanks to God for everything as, as the year draw the year draws to an end. Amen. Okay. So finally, well, not almost finally, we're almost there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring out is ready for it. So this is the next point. And this is a quick one is gratitude with one another. So the reason I spoke about God is because we can't have gratitude across with one another if we're not having gratitude with God. This one has to be solid first so that we could appreciate one another. And for this part, I wanted to throw out some, some funny things that I, I saw out here. Okay, so this is what a mother said about her daughter that she was thankful for her daughter. This is what she said. She said, I'm thankful for the teenager who is not doing dishes, but is watching TV because that means she is at home and not on the streets, right? Sometimes we can get so caught up with things. This is another person. I'm thankful for the mess to clean up after a party because it means I have been surrounded by friends. Um, and then I'll throw out this last one. I'm thankful for the parking spot I find at the far end of the parking lot because it means I am capable of walking and have been blessed with transportation. Amen. We have to learn to, and it's, it's something that we have to exercise out, right? That's why I started with, we are capable of doing this. It's sometimes maybe it might sound, if it's not been part of our daily practice, can seem difficult, but we are capable because as we said before, it is, uh, or this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. So now I want, this is going to be the last part. I'm going to do this in five minutes. Um, thanksgiving to God and having an attitude of gratitude also has its benefits. And I'm going to list four benefits. And if you guys have more, you can um, share them. But these are the four big benefits that I saw. First one is it helps us to slow our life down to be appreciative. The second one is it opens up opportunities that otherwise would not. The third one is it invites blessings in our lives by God. And the example I have there was um, Jesus giving thanks. You know, he wanted to feed the 5,000. Um, and all he had, I think, was a few, few pieces of bread and some fish. And um, all he did was he gave thanks and he broke it and it multiplied. The fish and the bread multiplied after he gave thanks. And so I believe that when we have that attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude to one another, to God, it invites blessings in our lives. 
And the last one is it changes our perspective on life, which reduces stress. And God doesn't want us to be stressed. That is not God's best is for us to be stressed. Amen. Okay, so that is what I'm ending with. Amen. Are you guys want to hear a funny story I had here? You guys are quiet this evening. I hope. Okay, you know what? Okay, I want to tell you a funny story. So I found this one. This was pretty funny, but it speaks about gratitude. So there's a mother. She has, you know, she has her son. She wakes up every single morning, 4.30 in the morning to get the kids ready, breakfast, everything. Her kid had a hockey hockey practice in the morning. So, so she woke up at 4.30, got the kids ready by five o'clock, went out to the ice hockey ring. And it was, uh, she realized as she was doing all this preparation, getting the kids ready, she ran into the car, drove over there. She realized, oh, I have to, um, it's Thanksgiving. It's almost time, you know, I didn't go shopping. I didn't get my turkey. I haven't bought any anything that I need. So she says she made a mental note of all her things that she needs to buy. You know how we are, right? She said, oh, I got to get my stuffing, the potatoes. She made a whole list. So she drops the kids off. She remembers that, oh, there's a grocery store that's open 24 hours next to the, I, you know, where the kids practice. She goes over to the grocery store. She pops in, starts shopping down her aisles, you know, happy. She reaches the last aisle, the frozen food section. And as she's standing in the frozen food section, you know, there's the glass that's there. She looks herself in the reflection of the glass and she realizes that she's in her pajamas. She did not change her clothes when she popped out of bed. And she said to herself, I need to give myself some grace. And she decided that next time, before she does anything ever again, she's going to stop and give God thanks for everything. And she's realized ever since she started doing that, she has a little more time for everything and she's not feeling so crazy in her head. Amen. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Yeah. So that speaks a lot about what gratitude can do for us and just giving God thanks. Amen. So, okay, great. So we have, <laughs> amen. <laughs> yes, it does. Amen. So, Remember, so I asked you guys to write down um, some items of what you guys are most thankful for. And I wanted us to, in the last few minutes, just to thank God. Amen. Because I, it's, it's so important just to slow down and appreciate life and appreciate what we have. Amen. So let's just, um, if, you, if you're able to, I don't know where you guys are, but if you're able to open your mics up. Um, and let's just give God thanks. Amen. 
Let's just do that. Lord, we just thank you and we give you praise, Lord God. We give you praise for your word, Lord. We thank you that in your infinite wisdom that um, you are awesome. You are awesome and you are great, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for this family, Lord God. I thank you for this church family, Lord. I thank you for their lives. They're so inspirational, Lord God. Every time I see them log on, I just feel so blessed and encouraged, Lord, by them, by their lives, Lord God. I thank you, oh Lord, for each and every single one of them. I thank you for my family, Lord God. Everything may not be perfect, Lord, but you have given me a family. And I just thank you for it, Lord. Just open your mouth this evening. We thank Thank you, Lord God, that we can just come together and enjoy family, Lord God. We thank you that we can have money, Lord God, to be able to go shopping and do what we want, Lord. We thank you and give you praise, Lord God, for the ability to work, Lord. We thank you that even though things are not perfect, Lord God, and we thank you this evening, Lord God, from our heart, from our soul, Lord, for your hands, Lord God, for being powerful, for loving us no matter what, Lord God. We are not perfect, oh Lord, but you love us still, oh Lord. God, that is thank you the way that we are, O oh Lord. We thank you. We give you praise, O oh Lord God. We give you praise for everything, Lord. We may not have all our answers or see all our answers, our prayers answered, Lord God, but we know that you are still working, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for all my co-workers, Lord God. that you are difficult they may be, Lord God. I thank you and how you this, O Lord God, for everything, Lord You are awesome, Lord God. How wonderful you are. We just want to say thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for the home that I live in. I thank you, O Lord, for the car that I'm able to drive for. I thank you and I give you praise. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, oh Lord. You are precious. You are wonderful. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God. Thank you for giving us breath, oh Lord. Thank you, O Lord. Where we have taken you for granted, O Lord God, forgive us, O Lord. And we thank you instead, O Lord God, for everything that you have done for us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for our mental state, Lord. We thank you, O Lord God, for good health, Lord God. We thank you, O Lord God, for each and every single person 
provision, Lord, that you have given us and blessed us with, Lord God. You are awesome and you are great, O oh Lord. Wonderful you are, O oh Lord. We give everything over to you and we hand each and every single situation over to you. In Jesus' name, and the house said, amen, 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 amen. I hope you guys were blessed this evening. Enjoy your tomorrow. Eat a lot of turkey. And remember to thank God. Amen. God bless you guys. Over to you, Pastor Steve.